Hey, hey, family. Welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Family Podcast, a podcast designed with you, my family, in mind to give purpose to our time in COVID quarantine. I am your hostess, Marcy, your cousin, your sister, aunt, and most importantly, friend. And I am passionate about helping my family to get unstuck and moving towards a healthier mindset during this difficult time. So let's jump right in in today's episode. Hey, 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 family. Welcome back to part five of the Self-Care Saturday series. I'm sad to say that this is the last episode of the series right now, but I hope each one of you was able to add some new resources to your toolbox to help you move towards a more positive outlook during COVID. I would like to thank you again for your continuous feedback and for your continuous support of tuning in. We're switching up the last episode of the series from unpacking all your baggage to boundaries defining what they are and how do you get some. I will address unpacking your baggage at a later date for you in a different podcast, but for now, we're gonna jump into this much requested episode. So what are boundaries to start? Imagine it like this. A boundary is like an invisible circle you draw around yourself. This circle clarifies what is acceptable behavior to come in and the unacceptable behaviors that you're going to keep out. And these behaviors are coming from those people around you, people you have relationship with, co-workers, family members, neighbors, etc. The list goes on. Think of it like a property line that separates houses, or in many cases, walls separating your apartments. Except this time, you are the property and you are protecting yourself. So to be clear, having boundaries is not the same as confrontation. Boundaries are fluid and flexible. You can change them as you need. You can adjust them as you get older, as your life circumstances change. It's not about necessarily confronting someone with an issue and expecting um, a solution to it. Instead, it's like a protection around yourself, around your feelings, around your heart, however you may want to look at it. Boundaries ultimately teach people how to treat you. They set limits with other people. An example of a boundary right now is the required six foot distance that we all have to have when we're out in public. So how do you know you may need boundaries in your life? From what I've observed in my many conversations with you family, as well as I've observed in my own self, there are two main reasons you may need to add boundaries to your relationships. One is we are people pleasers. We don't want to upset anyone. We wanna be accepted to fit in to be liked. We avoid confrontation when we can, and we do this by not giving our thoughts or opinions on situations. So we go along with what others want and what the majority is saying. We fear rejection. Examples of this include family constantly asking about your personal life, your personal relationships, coworkers dumping extra work on you, exes popping up back in your life even after you've said goodbye, phone calls or conversation with people who make you feel stressed or drained, or maybe work has you feeling burned out. We're often described as a good girl or a good guy. The second most common reason I see that you may need boundaries in your life is that you were not taught boundaries in your formative years. So basically when you were growing up, 
So everything in your household, if you were, if you grew up in a strict household, everything may have been black or white. It was either their way or no way. Boundaries were not explained. They were just enforced. So you understood as a child that boundaries were present, but you may not have known why they were placed there in the first place. Trust and empathy are slow to develop, to develop in those types of environments, as well as environments where your parents may have been overly permissive. So as adults, you may try to set limits, but you don't know how at this point. Basically, when your needs and wants were not considered or respected by our parents or our other family members, teachers, caretakers, then you may have internalized that you were not important. So family, again, I'm not throwing rocks at our elders, at our parents, or at our grandparents. We all know that they were working with what they had and did the best that they could. I simply just wanted to express that this is a pattern that has shown where poor boundary development may have occurred if you were raised in certain environments. Please remember that these are just my thoughts, opinions, and experiences. So what type of boundaries are there? You may be asking yourself, what types of boundaries do I need in my life? I will give you six types of boundaries, but I think as you look at them, you can see how you certainly can add more. Number one is physical boundaries. This is your actual personal space. This is your privacy and your body. Physical boundaries allow you to create acceptable distance between you and other people. If someone gets too close to you, you probably immediately step back. Your physical boundaries are probably a little bit easier to create because your body will give you an immediate response when you're uncomfortable. You'll feel anxiety, your body temperature will go up, you be begin to feel uneasy. So you can easily set where your boundaries are with people just by listening to your body. Number two is mental boundaries. This applies to your thoughts, your values, your beliefs, and your opinions. You may have seen where people might thought you were gonna follow your the professional field of your parent or maybe have the same interest in athletics like a sibling, but you're entitled to like what you like. You don't have to like what other people like, even if they are in your family. In addition to that, you are also entitled to respond in a crisis, in emergencies, to disputes, to rejection in whatever way feels best for you. We don't have to do what someone else says they would do. Signs that someone may have weak mental boundaries may appear in them being defensive, being rigid, and being combative when countered with anything different than what they're thinking or feeling. Building this boundary and strengthening it will make you more open-minded and more flexible. Number three is emotional boundaries, which is very similar to mental boundaries and that you're entitled to your feelings. Emotional boundaries expand, expand into you being able to withstand different opinions and lifestyles other than your own. Examples of weak emotional boundaries are people who try to fix someone else's problem. When someone comes to you with something, you immediately think you have the solution and your solution is right. This is a sign that emotional boundaries need to be built. Um, a people that may blame themselves for other people getting upset, taking on the responsibility of their emotions. Strengthening this boundary, it will allow you to see that you have a choice in your relationships and situation. Family, you are not responsible for taking away the emotional pain or hurt that others may be experiencing that you did not put there. What we do is we offer our support and encouragement and we check on them. 
Also, family, you're not responsible for the pain others may be causing other people. You can definitely see this happening within families where it may be a dispute between mother and father or sister and brother. You're not responsible for that pain. We are first responsible for our, our own emotional well-being before we can help others. Num Number four is financial boundaries. This is being in control of how you spend your money, how you choose to save it, who you give it to, and the budget you create for your money. This is taking full ownership of your financial situation. And it may be time, one of the boundaries you might need to add is to stop lending money to those who don't pay you back. Number five is sexual boundaries. This is knowing your comfort level around physical touch, intimacy, and sexual behaviors. This is knowing what you like and being able to express to your partner what you don't like. Number six is spiritual boundaries. This is where you define your religious beliefs or your lack thereof for yourself. You're entitled to believe what you want to believe and worship and praise in the way that you wish. Some of us may find ourselves with odds with the religion or faith that we were raised in, and it's okay to explore new avenues of faith, of new ways of worshiping. Uh, you're entitled to, to strengthen your own beliefs for yourself. We will have to answer for our lives and how we lived and what we believed in, not just what we were taught as children. Now that I have broken down the types of boundaries, how do you get some? How do you apply boundaries to your relationships, to your life? Keep in mind that setting boundaries may not come easily at first. They get easier with practice. It takes time to build your confidence to set boundaries, and it takes time for others to adjust to your new boundaries, especially if you didn't have any before. To start setting boundaries, let's try these four things. Number one is to know your limits. Go back through the types of boundaries that I just listed for you. Define them according to your needs. Relate them to your work, your co-workers, to your family, to friends, and to your relationship partners. Examine your past experiences where you felt discomfort, anger, resentment, rejection, or even frustration with an individual. Use your pen and paper, family. Make a list to explore these experiences. For example, for work, you may want to create a boundary criteria by examining what represents crossing your boundaries. So on one side in one column, you can have work and the second heading will be work-related boundaries. And in this, you may say, I don't feel comfortable when coworkers ask about my childhood. So you can put down the specific things that have crossed your boundaries so you can see where you now want to insert boundaries. By doing this, you can assess when someone is overstepping your boundaries. Your list will be evolving over time as you become more confident and more comfortable with setting boundaries. Number two is to be assertive. Once you put boundaries in place, family, you have to move to following through on them. This is an important step. This is how you will let others know your, what your boundaries are and how you want to be treated. Yes, this is gonna be a little scary and a little intimidating, especially if you're not assertive by nature. And when I mean assertive, I mean being direct. You do not need to be any specific personality type to be assertive. Just be honest. Start with smaller issues first to help you ease into setting your boundaries. For example, your sister calls you constantly about your current relationship, interjects what she thinks you should be doing. You're tired of receiving these calls. 
So when you get a call, change the subject. And if that doesn't work, then say, I don't want to talk about that right now. You're setting a boundary that this is now off limits. Another example is an ex texting you messages about getting back together. Tell them you're not interested and to stop texting you about it. The goal is to be direct and be honest and not beat around the bush or try to save feelings. Another example is a friend said something that really hurt you. So instead of ignoring it and just trying to get over it, ask them to meet, maybe go to lunch or go out for a walk and then explain to them why their words or actions hurt you. Number three is practice, practice, practice. When you first start being more direct or more assertive, it may be a departure from, from how you normally are. You may be uncomfortable and you may even be afraid that you might come off as mean or rude. But the goal is to affirm what your boundaries mean to you. Having these boundaries show that you value yourself, your needs, and your feelings more than just protecting the opinions of others. Being assertive does not mean that you are unkind. It only means that you are now being more fair and honest with family and friends and coworkers while maintaining your own sense of peace and self-respect. And then the last step is to prepare an exit strategy. I know that sounds funny, family, but once you've done all these things with putting your boundaries down, letting people know what you expect from them, what you'll accept from them, particularly in behaviors, and you find that they're still not respecting them. So now you have to make a determination where you want to go with that relationship. Is it one that you can walk away from? Um, is it one that maybe you need to step back from? It is okay to be unclear or indecisive. Just keep your boundary in place. As long as you have tied up all the loose ends, given everyone whatever you promise to them, given whatever closure you can, you no longer owe them anything, family. What you owe yourself is that peace in your life. If you have asserted yourself and made it clear to another person that they are not respecting your boundaries, then it's okay to walk away, to block, to delete, whatever you need to do so that you can get peace in your life. This doesn't mean that you won't find your way back to them. It just means for right now, you need to hit the pause button. Remind yourself of your own self-worth and what this means to you in your life. No one has the right to make you feel uncomfortable, unloved, or unsafe. Boundaries are a form of self-care family. They show that you're valuing yourself, you're trusting yourself, you're focusing on your needs, you're allowing yourself to let go of worry about how others feel and what they may think of you. You're allowing yourself to be yourself. You have your own feelings, making your own decisions and asking for what you want and what you need. Creating boundaries and sticking to them will help you have realistic expectations. It'll help you communicate your needs better. People will know what is unacceptable and acceptable to you now. It'll also give you a safe place, either in your house or at your workplace. You deserve to be comfortable wherever you are. So family, I've gone over reasons why you should have boundaries, the type of boundaries you should have, and how to apply them to your life. But I want to end by saying this. None of this will work if you are not comfortable with who you are. Not only being comfortable, but knowing who you are. You have to stand on something and have some values to be able to enforce boundaries. So if you are still lacking in that area, 
your boundaries probably won't be as solid until you are more defined in what your direction is and who you are as a person. I wanted to share with you, family, that you can find the majority of this information on psychology today. Just a simple Google search will give you more information about boundaries. Family, we can do this. Don't worry about it. So thank you guys for listening again. I'm looking forward to February. Uh, we're going to be focusing a lot more on dating and relationships at your request. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to be sending out a few polls to a couple of people to get your feedback so I can make sure I'm giving you what you need in terms of what you need for dating and relationship topics. Um, I've been married for 18 years, so I'll definitely be getting some help with this particular one, but I'm looking forward to it. And as always, family, Not Your Average Family podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. You can also find us on Instagram where I keep you updated and you can find the podcast there as well. Uh, coming up in a couple of days, uh, maybe even tomorrow, I'll be listing some tips on how you can continue to build your boundaries. Send an email to me at notyouraveragefamily2020 at gmail.com. In the header, just put send the tips. Thank you for listening again, family.